Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. Welcome in on a Monday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. Fresh off of Old Miss mashing their way, which is really, I mean, just mashed the baseball on their way to a series win over top 15 Maryland. A bit of a little, little contentious one as well. And you've got another matchup with the Terps coming up here this weekend in Minneapolis. So we might get a little bit more fireworks there as well. But a very nice series win. So we're going to talk about it on this Monday morning. In case you missed it, published a uh, Kermit Davis gets fired episode over the weekend. Check that out. Uh, talk about candidates and stuff like that. Also, the basketball team did win um, on Saturday night against LSU. Very bad LSU team. But look, I mean, there, there's no need to to rehash the reasons why Ole Miss uh, fired Kermit Davis because it was glaringly obvious all the way back in March of last year when I repeatedly said on the radio show that they need to move on from Kermit. They, either way, anybody looking at this team and this program objectively knew that this was the likely outcome. So need, no need to rehash the reasons other than looked like a team that was playing a little bit looser and a little more free on uh, on Saturday night. But, you know, it's a bad LSU team. I'd be willing to bet they probably would have won that game uh, otherwise. But still, it uh, good for the, the kids uh, dealing with what they've dealt with Um uncertainty, coaching change, all that stuff is just not fun. And a whole lot of losing uh, over the last couple of years and for them to get a home win this year, which is something that I was wondering if they were going to actually be able to do, was um, was good to see. Guys like Jamin Brakefield deserve it, uh, especially when you learn more about uh, him and his story and um, how he's embraced the community and has become uh, a role model to like a class of third graders. And anyway, he's uh, he deserved that win, and, and all the guys on the team deserved that win. So shout out uh, to them. But we're here talking about baseball. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow on Twitter, like on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Also subscribe to this podcast if you're listening in browser. Don't do that anymore. Pull out your favorite podcast app. I'd recommend Spotify, search Rebel Report, if you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a rating and a review. So let's start with Friday night where Hunter Elliott, uh, noticeably absent, as you guys know already, there was really no update after the game. It doesn't sound good, but that's just more like trying to read between the lines that may or may not be there. It doesn't sound good. It, it, it's just a feeling that I have more than anything else uh, we will see. But but Jack Doherty uh, pitched four complete, uh, gave up three runs, walked a couple. You, you could tell that, or at least from my vantage point, it looked like Doherty was getting a little frustrated with getting squeezed. I thought the zone was really, really tight on uh, on Friday night. And uh, Savakul on the other side was, was just a high-level pitcher. He struck out nine, didn't walk anybody, only gave up five hits and a couple of runs and seven complete. He was as good as advertised, but... Doherty starting, I think, is going to go better than that moving forward. Maryland's a pretty good team, and you've also seen Doherty pitch well, really well against really good lineups. Just because 
his first start and that role didn't go well doesn't mean that it won't go well moving forward. Uh, I think, you know, he just had uh, a slightly off night uh, against a good team in Maryland. I think he'll be fine. The issue, though, with Doherty being where he is, and you saw it, is the bullpen. Uh, Ole Miss right now very clearly doesn't have um, proven and reliable bullpen options. I like a lot of the potential that I see in the pen, and it got better over the weekend as well. I'm curious to see if um, Mike Bianco kind of changes up who comes in when this coming weekend in Minneapolis just to kind of see what he's got otherwise because right now, um, very limited proven options in the bullpen, and Friday didn't exactly give you a whole lot of confidence there. Uh, but the thing is, you know, it's just one game, and obviously they won the series. We'll get to the other two in a second. But I think Doherty's going to be fine uh, in that role. The, the question, of course, is going to be um, bullpen options. I mean, n- now you're down three what would have been really good and reliable bullpen options this season. And Doherty's not down. You get my point, though. He's he, he you, can, you don't bring him out of the pen anymore. Um, and so that that that's the story of Friday. Sometimes you're going to run into really good arms, uh, like what Maryland threw at you, and your offense just isn't going to produce. That, that just happens sometimes in, in baseball. the The bigger story is is Doherty's start, which again, I I've seen him pitch better against better lineups in bigger spots and do just fine. So I think he's going to be fine. Uh, but bullpen and and what options they have there. So they get kind of smoked, honestly. Nine to two, they get smoked on on Friday night. It was cold as well. It was a little rainy and just a kind of of a, a weird night there at Swayze. And they they got smoked, honestly, on Friday. But they bounced back in a big way. And um, let's talk about that because that's the the bigger takeaway of the weekend. But first, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you or your business are located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and I mean anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, so anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever the case may be, if it's tech, if it's in the office, and you or your business needs it, let Advantage Business Systems provide that tech for you. Again, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. and You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. 16 locations across the state of Mississippi. It's not just checking balances. They have online banking, bill pay services, transferring funds, making payments, setting alerts, and more. Uh, they've got a great loan servicing team as well. So let Party One Bank again. 16 locations across the state if you just need standard banking. Um, but it's an all in one place with the Priority One Bank um, online banking feature. My previous bank, um, I had to have three different apps to do all of that. Not at Priority One Bank. Uh, again, 16 locations across the state, loan servicing options and more. Again, let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Okay, game two and game three, uh, Ole Miss showed you what the theme of this team is going to be, and they're going to mash. That's what they're going to do. There's elite pitching that when it's on, basically nobody can touch, and they're going to run into that a lot in the SEC. 
But if you've got average to even good pitching, th- this lineup, top to bottom, is going to hit it. And it's not only just the guys that start the games. It's the guys that come in. Garrett Wood was a pivotal piece um, uh, on Saturday this weekend, uh, securing that win. He was uh, excellent in getting a, a drawing a, a big walk. And then he also had a two RBI single that kind of ended the game there in the eighth. So it's not just that the guys that you expect to hit are hitting. I mean, Gonzalez has been really good to start. Groff's been good. Uh, Calvin Harris was exceptional on Sunday. More on that in a second. But it, it's they've got options in the the pinch hitting roles as well. Or or they can, you know, it's not nine guys and that's all they have. Uh, I mean, honestly. Even time alone gave them a really good at bat yesterday. So, so it's a deep lineup. It's I use the word physical. It's a physical lineup. They can hit the ball for power. It's um, that's what they're going to do. The question, of course, is can they keep enough runs off the board? Can they in those games where the offense doesn't jump out of the gate and put up a bunch of runs on people? Do they have the pitching that can give them enough time? to win games for them. But you saw it this weekend. It's a good Maryland team. Um, they'll they'll compete for a regional host this year. They'll compete for the tops of the Big Ten this year. And Ole Miss just on Saturday and Sunday, absolutely flat out, just completely and totally mashed their, uh, their pitching. It was a really dominating offensive performance on both days. Um, Saturday, this is... Kind of the same thing I said after the opening weekend uh, with Sonier that uh, command is an issue and, and the stuff is clearly very, very good. Um, but the command's an issue. And I'm curious uh, to see how much that improves and how quickly that improves. But but for right now, it's the same thing I saw last week. And, um, you know, he, he drew – anyway – um, drew a lot of praise for his start, which he deserved, but also there was that that thing there. Ole Miss gives up too many free bases. Even on Saturday in the game, they won by six. They gave up 11 walks on Saturday and, and another six on Sunday for good measure. Right now, this team uh, doesn't have the, the overpowering pitching like you've seen in years past with the absence of Hunter Elliott. What was it? Eight walks on Friday, 11 on Saturday, six on Sunday. That's not gonna. That's not gonna get the job done in SEC play. That's something they've got to clean up, and they've got to clean up really, really fast if they want to win games at a high level. And it looks like they've got the guys that have the stuff that are able to do that, starting with him. But uh, too many free passes, too erratic for him. Uh, Seventy-two pitches and just two and two-thirds innings. Again, three walks, and then you had four and two for the next two guys that came in after him as well. Uh, if it wasn't for the offense, I mean, they, they really tried to not give their offense a chance, but their offense did give them a, a chance on Saturday and on Sunday. So 12 runs, uh, what, Gonzalez had three hits on Saturday, Groff had three hits, Alderman had one, Harris had one, uh, Calarco had a home run, a very important home run in that spot. Leger had a couple of hits, Furness uh, had a hit, he was one for three, and again, Garrett Wood had two really, really good at-bats. Really good at bats um, uh, to 
really seal that game. Uh, he's kind of the young son, unsung hero of the weekend, I think, with the the quality of those two at bats. And then more of the same on Sunday. Yeah, you know, the the bats had to come. They gave up eight runs. Ended up. What's crazy is they gave up eight runs and ended up run ruling a top fifteen opponent. But that is um, that is what happened. Uh, Calvin Harris was unbelievable uh, in that game. What he had uh, four hits, eight RBIs is a uh, candidate for national player of the week, or at least he should be. He accounted for 11 of the 18 runs. He, he counted for 11 runs in a game against a top 15 team. It is crazy what Mike Bianco, was able to, Mike Bianco was able to do with his catcher. It's just one after another, after another, after another. And I know Harris was a big part of last year's team, but you lose Dunhurst and you replace him with a guy that hit 336 last year in the SEC and is producing uh, the way he is. Uh, right now, just um, really special day and, and a really big time performance from this offense. Again, 18 runs uh, on 14 hits, a bunch of home runs in this game. Um, let's see, Gonzalez, Harris had two, Alderman had one, McCants had one, and Chatney had one. And uh, that McCants home run was a absolute tank bomb. And there was a little chippiness. And the thing is, I think both guys were fine. I know that's not how it's supposed to be in this business or whatever. I'm supposed to tell you that the Maryland catchers, some kind of jerk or whatever, or McCants should be it. You know, it, that that's the opinion business is supposed to be supposed to take aside. But I think the, the, if you hit a missile, admire that missile you hit TJ McCants did an absolute tank bomb. And considering the last six months or so that he's dealt with, I, I I'm cool. Uh, with him watching his home run. He said after the game he probably wouldn't do it like that again, but it, it's fine. And I'm also fine with the Maryland catcher getting up and yelling at him. You, you do, It's a very simple principle for me in baseball. If you don't like how your opponent acts when they beat you, don't let them beat you. And the only way to respond to that is to strike them out the next time they come up. This idea that you should throw at a player's teammates because, by God, he dared celebrate – I think is a ridiculously mentally weak part of baseball. I think that just shows mental weakness. Don't police how other people act. You act the right way, and if they don't, get them out. It's really that simple. So you hit a missile, admire it. TJ admired it. I thought it was awesome. And also, I respected Maryland's catcher for getting up and yelling at him because you're not going to show up my pitcher like that. Both guys are fine, and that adds a little bit of spice and I, I liked every bit of it. I think Maryland's catcher was totally within his right to defend his pitcher. And I thought, TJ McCants, if you're going to hit a missile like that, you watch that thing land in Holly Springs or wherever that baseball landed. So all good there. Happy for McCants. He's a big part of this team, and he's been through a ton. And that had to be a little cathartic hitting the ball as far as he did. So th- this team's going to mash. It's what they do. They've got to figure out pitching, though. They have got to figure out pitching. Again, at this point last year, neither Hunter Elliott nor Dylan DeLucia were regular starters at this point last year. We're, we're, we're solid, like, written in permanent marker starters at this point last year. So Mike Bianco's got time to figure it out, and he's got the offense that can help overcome some uh, some shortcomings as well. So very nice series win. This team's got a little bit of edge to them, a little chirpiness, a little cockiness. They hit the baseball really well. Top to bottom, the lineup is is really, really good. 
Starting pitching is a bit of a concern. Bullpen's a bit of a concern. And uh, we'll see what that looks like moving forward. But all in all, a very, very, very good series win against a very good Maryland team, especially to back in them the way you did after they, they kind of kicked your butt on Friday night, if we're being totally honest, was very impressive. So good series win, great series win. And uh, this team's got a little bit of edge to them. And uh, I like that. So anyway, we'll uh, I'll bring the Mike Bianco interview for you from today's radio show on the feed tomorrow. In the meantime, enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.